Welcome to the Cardboard Herald Reviews, where we give you audio versions of our game reviews, then go behind the scenes of our creative process. Designed by Uwe Rosenberg, published by Mayfair Games, 1 to 7 players, 30 minutes per player, review published October 27, 2016 on CardboardHerald.com, written by Jack Eddy. Coke versus Pepsi, Puma versus Adidas, Ang versus Cora. These are bitter rivalries that have raged on for centuries. Today in the board game industry, there are similar feuds that divide gamers into separate camps, ending friendships, distancing lovers, and causing tables to be flipped worldwide. Chief among these, warring idols, are Agricola and Caverna. Like Romulus and Remus, the two games were brothers who complemented each other, who made each other stronger by covering the other's weaknesses, and yet, through minor ideological differences, a rift began to grow between them, and soon all of gamedom was taking sides. I remain an objective critic, merely reviewing each game by their own merits. Someday I may do a comparison, perhaps once I've secured a high tower and armed thugs. But for now, each will have its turn in the spotlight. Today, we start with the younger of the brothers, Caverna. Caverna is a worker placement game where each player controls a family of dwarven farmers competing to be the most prosperous family at the end of 12 rounds. There are two boards to focus on, the central action board and your personal tableau, which you will develop and customize as the game goes on. You raise livestock, sow fields, send your workers on adventures, build buildings, and expand your family, hopefully achieving a self-sustaining ecosystem that provides resources in abundance by the end of the game. Finally, points are awarded based on the animals, vegetables, and various buildings in your cavern. If you were to buy Caverna, the first thing you'd notice is the huge, heavy box. The cover art is welcoming enough, but the sheer heft of the game as you drop it on the table makes it feel like an ancient grimoire stuffed with complex mysteries and dark secrets. As you unpack the box, you will notice hundreds of tokens, tiles, cards, meeples, sheeples, and even donkeeples. One of the reasons this game is so dense is it's designed to seat up to seven players, and there are seven different action boards based on the number of players, there are seven sets of player tokens, and there are enough resources, tiles, and tableaus to accommodate such a huge number of players. Don't panic, but it's imperative that you spend some time to sort out the pieces and develop a system to pack and unpack the box if you want to play the game with any regularity. Once you've taken that all in, the number of components you'll use on the average two to four player game is far less than half of what has been provided, and the rulebook and rules of the game are pretty simple and easy to follow if you have any familiarity with worker placement games. Caverna, like most of Rosenberg's games, is a very tight operation. Every action you take must be meaningful to your progress or you will suffer. Fortunately, it is forgiving enough that you have many paths to go on, so almost always there's a good action to take, even if the one that you really wanted was already taken by your smarmy traitor of a spouse. You have to play with deliberation to get enjoyment out of Caverna, or else the game can and will penalize you. 
At the end of several of the rounds, there will be a harvest phase where players grow crops and new animals are born, but you must also pay food for each of your workers or suffer starvation, which subtracts from your points at the end of the game. There are many ways to efficiently obtain or produce food throughout the game, but you have to account for it or you will always feel like you're chasing food at the last moment, scraping the leavings that no one else wanted, or worse, eating all of your vegetables or animals before they have a chance to be planted or reproduce. The game is aesthetically charming. I enjoy watching my herds of tiny wooden sheep grow, imagining my dogs shepherding them around the field, and to see my recently planted pumpkins and wheat stack showcasing the crops that will yield in a few short rounds. The mechanics also feel very thematic. It is very easy to understand why certain steps must be taken and why you receive the rewards for doing so. The components themselves reinforce the theme well, though the artwork isn't something that I particularly love. It's not without its charm, it just feels vacant and it lacks style. This is the same artist who has worked on many other Rosenberg games, so if you've played Le Havre, Agricola, or At the Gates of Lao Yang, you know what you're getting into. That said, I applaud the effort throughout all the components to maintain a cohesive theme, something many Euro-style games don't even try for. The smartest bit of design about Caverna and what separates it from many other games that occupy the same space is it presents all of its options at the beginning of the game. While certain action spaces will appear in different orders or later rounds, the game is predictable and all the paths to victory are laid out to you from the moment you start. Without this, there would be no need for Caverna to exist. It'd just be another medium heavyweight Euro game about dwarf farming and Lord knows we don't need another dwarf farming game. There are no asymmetric powers, no ability cards in hand. You have the same opportunities as each other player, but you begin investing and branching out in various directions through the developments, adventures, and buildings you choose. Fortunately, the game feels balanced enough so that you feel like you can explore creative strategies. It wants to reward you for the aspects of the game you like the most. Do you like sheep? Get the cuddle room and build some stables. Do you want to farm? There are many buildings that make your produce worth more points or yield more food when eaten. Occasionally, there will be times where you broaden your focus, either an action space has accrued so many resources that it's too valuable to pass up, or you want to invest in a secondary strategy. The unfortunate side effect of this is that you occasionally will also see an action space that is too valuable for your opponent to pass up, and you'll consider taking it to prevent them from succeeding. This doesn't feel good, and it's the one aspect of the game that I really dislike. Not that I avoid conflict in games, but everything else about Caverna wants you to feel empowered, and I feel like I'm taking away from the most fun and enjoyable aspect of it if I intentionally throw a cog in another player's plan if it doesn't provide my own farm some benefit. I like Caverna. I find it fun to play, though it can sometimes be hard to predict how fruitful the path you are going down is, but that's not why I play. The game is most fulfilling when you set your mind on a strategy and focus on it. At the end of the game, you look down on your empire of dogs and sheep, your home is furnished with wool shops and cuddling rooms, and you feel satisfied knowing that you accomplish what you set out to do. I should say that I prefer to play Caverna as a two or three player game and find that it drags a bit at four. The idea of playing a seven player game is kind of ludicrous. By making the game accommodate so many players, it is significantly more expensive and the amount of components in the box makes it tough to set up and take down if you don't have a good storage system in place. But if you want a sandbox to play in, where you experiment with various strategies and the farming theme is appealing to you, this game may be perfect for you.
Oh boy, we finally got to Caverna. It's really crazy going back and reading some of these reviews. I had a lot more purple prose going on. I really wanted to inject a lot of personality and maybe focus a little bit less on how the game works. And that was a very intentional decision and I kind of slided out of that. Slid, slided, slowed. I'll settle with slided. Now, Another interesting thing about reading this review is that I specifically said that for today we were going to focus on Caverna, and spoilers, I never got around to writing my Agricola review. I need to put that on the list. In fact, I'm in my office right now, and I am writing that on the board. All right? Agricola is on the whiteboard. I will have that someday once I get around to the million other things that I've been fortunate enough to be able to do for the Cardboard Herald. Now, a couple other things. Uh, my my opinions of the game haven't changed. I certainly really like Agricola. Um, one thing that I find really interesting is that this is a, a loaded question, do you want to play some Caverna in my home? Because my wife loves board games. She has a, a what-are-we-playing board game tattoo on her shoulder, but... Agricola and Caverna are just the worst to her. They they dig into the the deepest sources of anxiety that she possibly has, and yet she loves other worker placement games. It's kind of crazy. Like for instance, Viticulture uh, or um, Lords of Waterdeep. Uh, we have tons of worker placement games that she really likes. And she'll even really go to town on something like Terraforming Mars. But Caverna and Agricola, I think it's the food issue in both games uh, she is just not a fan of. Though, she certainly prefers Caverna to the other. But she's a great wife, so she entertains me from time to time. And in truth, she loves playing any game. Uh, she just loves to huff and puff about it a bit. So the other thing in writing this review that I recall is that it, again, was one of the first four reviews that I wrote for the site, and we still haven't gotten to the first review I wrote, which was for Kingdom Builder, but the reason why I selected this one is I wanted a really, really big game that has a story to it. Uh, it has a history uh, that is in people's minds. You know, we had Blood Rage that was very much the game that was hot at the moment, but Caverna is talked about so much on the internet as what is better, Agricola or Caverna? And I find that binary uh, approach to things so incredibly crazy. It's not something that I... Um, I can necessarily relate to. I mean, I can see which one do you prefer, but as if to say that there can only be one true Ola, and it has to be either Caverna or Agricola. And for my money, I, I prefer Caverna. I see the appeal of both, and I think they're both excellently designed games. I really need to get around to talking to Uwe Rosenberg. I think he'd be a great guest for the show. I don't know how many podcasts he does. 
Anyway, that's kind of the behind the scenes thoughts on this. I hope that you're enjoying the new channel. My tentative schedule for releasing new podcasts for the review channel is every two weeks. I haven't settled on a day, but by the time I post this, that probably means that I've settled on a day. Uh, I'm thinking maybe Fridays, like every other Friday, uh, or I may do every other Monday just to give me some sort of schedule to work on, you know, some sort of loop that I can conveniently do while I'm doing all this other crazy Cardboard Herald stuff. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, please stay tuned for other future reviews. If you like this, this is kind of my side project. So you can tell me you like this by emailing me, cardboardherald at gmail.com. Tell me what your thoughts on Caverna versus Agricola are, and I'll read them on the next episode that we publish. And also, go check out cardboardherald.com for all kinds of other reviews and content that we have. Check out our other interview channel. So thank you so much for listening. I've been Jack Eddy, and you are listening to the Cardboard Herald Reviews. Thank you.